I don't know what about your face tonight <laughs> is making me lose it, but it is. What do you mean? I don't know. Are you laughing at it or with it? At it. <laughs> Catching up, David. This is episode number 10. Woo! I think it's number 10. Double digits. That's impressive. It, it is. That's like almost a decade if we don't count it as years. Almost. <laughs> almost a decade. <laughs> if we don't count the unit that a decade is made of. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say it's almost Real a dozen. That's also accurate. Yes. <laughs> Mine's better than the stupid. Not more accurate than what I said, but it's accurate. I don't have to change any units of measurement for mine. So yeah, it's more accurate. But not as ambitious. <laughs> she's just staring at me. <laughs> this can't be shown. I she's wanted just looking to that. crush your Arby's cup. <laughs> There's still soda in here. <laughs> Soda pop. It's just called pop. Why do you have a new band-aid on? That's exactly where your <laughs> stitches were. I don't care. Let's just keep talking about The Hangover. <laughs> the Hangover is the movie tonight on episode 10. It came out in 2009. It stars Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, and Zach Galifianakis. Yes. Mm. Good job. Spelled Galifianakis. Do you have to Google how to pronounce it? Galifianakis. No, I've heard his name before. He does like the between two friends thing, right? He does. I feel like Mm -hmm. I've seen one or two of those. And I've heard of Bradley Cooper because everyone thinks he's hot, I guess. Is that, that's like his thing? Everyone does. The other year, wasn't it like two years ago? He won like, he won. Didn't he like... Wasn't he crowned People Magazine's, like, sexiest man of the year or something? He may have been. I've never gotten it. You have never been crowned sexiest man of the year. Always runner up. Nor have I ever understood why people would consider Bradley Cooper sexiest man of the year. Who, who would you pick? Why does it change every year? Is there, like... There can only be one, and it must change. I feel like... To keep things fresh. If you're the sexiest man one year, like you probably don't fall off that much by the next year. You fall off a lot. Some people have been crowned twice. Mm -hmm. Okay. But not. Hasn't George Clooney been crowned a few times? George Clooney, I think Hugh Jackman, um, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling, maybe? I hope Gosling did. I hope so. I like Gosling. Everyone was upset when Blake Shelton got it. I remember that. No offense, but why? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Then that was the same year that Aquaman came out, and everyone's like, someone saw Aquaman and Jason Momoa in that movie and thought that Blake Shelton should get this prize. He's a that country did singer. Oh, that's Are bad. you familiar with Gwen Stefani? Yes. They are currently dating. Okay. 
So if you've ever seen Gwen Stefani paparazzi pictures of recent years, and she's with someone who looks like he could sing country music, that is probably Blake Shelton. All right. Good to know. The Hangover. <laughs> yeah, Bradley Cooper, the the hot one. Mm-hmm. Then, well, tough crowd over here. Yeah. yeah. He reminds me of an eagle. His face. <laughs> I will agree to that. Yeah. Unfortunately. Like you ever see just a straight like crunch <laughs> of an eagle? It's Dutch. That's Should Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. One and the same. Yeah. And then Ed Helms, I realized, was on The Daily Show, which, as I was doing research, I remembered, oh yeah, he was on The Daily Show. Yeah. yeah. I did not know he was on The Daily Show. Yeah, he, he was. was one of the, yeah, he was one of the correspondent guys. They do, they do a bit every now and then. Was this pre-office? I think so. It was while Jon Stewart was still the host, so it was a while ago. Yeah, okay. Pre or during? Pre-ordering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not pre-orders. That's different. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's the, uh, The Hangover. <laughs> the first movie in the Hangover trilogy. It is. Which, alright. I'm two. not surprised they made a second one. I feel like a third wasn't needed. A third was wishful thinking. It was like, yeah. people liked The Hangover, right? And then we had the second one, so let's just do a third. That was that was what somebody said verbatim in some boardroom somewhere. Yeah, and then they gave them... I, I looked it up. The budget for this movie was $35 million, which I guess is a fairly normal amount of money for a movie. Yeah. But that's so much money to spend How on... How much of it... This movie. Went to the tiger and getting Mike Tyson. I don't know. I didn't find that out. I did not either. I did find out that they got an outstanding raking from the American Humane Society for the treatment of animals. Well, that's nice. That's so nice. They had trainers and all sorts of safety stuff that they digitally edited out. The animals were all well taken care of. That's right. genuinely a positive, uplifting um, thing to know about the Hangover. Two big thumbs, way up. Yeah. You yeah. get a point, David. You do. There you go. As does the Hangover. We'll see how many points it accrues <laughs> tonight. Or how many are taken away. Yeah. It won a Golden Globe for Best Comedy, and is the seventh highest grossing R-rated film of all time in the U.S., behind The Passion of Christ, Deadpool, American Sniper, It... Deadpool 2 and <laughs> The Matrix Reloaded, which is the most random assortment of R-rated movies I've ever seen. American Sniper also has Bradley Cooper. Alright. Making money. Yeah. Left and right. Hand over fist. Is that a thing? Hand over fist? Yeah. That's a thing. I've never heard of it. I've only recently learned that it's not end-all be-all. It's be-all end-all. I swear I've never heard it in that order. No, it's the other order. End all be all? It's the end all be all. I googled it and all these things said be all end all. Huh. And I'm like, you're wrong. I think I don't think that's right. Okay. There you go. In case you haven't seen it, here's a plot summary for The Hangover. It's the story of Doug, groomed to be, and his group of friends, aka the Wolf Pack, 
including Phil, who's kind of a dirtbag, Dentist Stu, and deranged brother of the bride, Alan. The four of them head to Vegas to throw Doug a bachelor party just two days before the wedding, which seems really close for the wedding. I don't know. I haven't gone to many bachelor parties. It is more close to the wedding than any bachelor parties. Typical bachelor parties, but I threw my friend a bachelorette party the night before her wedding, so I can't judge. Okay, fair enough. But we can judge you. You can. It was very low key. Sure. Due to some spoilery hijinks that I won't spoil, Phil, Stu, and Alan wake up the next morning with no memory of anything that transpired the night before, and with no sign of Doug anywhere. Also, there's a tiger in the bathroom. And so the three friends set out to discover what happened the night before. A stolen police car, a naked gangster, a Mike Tyson cameo, and a Vegas wedding that I totally called The Hangover. You did. I did. You called it. Did you? I did. I don't remember this. He said there's a wedding in The Hangover, and we were like, maybe... There's I thought two, you just meant like actually two the wedding they are yeah. preparing for because yeah. it's a bachelorette. Is that right? that's a bachelor party you were just referencing? No, I meant I meant the one with um, Stu. Oh, Stu you didn't call that one. You didn't. I said that there was. One. I said there was a wedding. Okay, but right. then you get you, that's you like get wedding you get the beginning wedding. Okay. You don't get Vegas wedding. Okay, I think I meant a Vegas wedding because no they're points. in Vegas. You get no. knocked down a peg. No points. You're back to zero. Back to what? (laughs) (laughs) That's not how points work. You had one that took one away. That's zero. No one ever lets me add or take away (laughs) points, so you are not allowed to add or take away points. I have... (laughs) Stop! I just thought of pointy stick. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a loose one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that Dr. Time. Pepper is really affecting you. <laughs> uh, so seeing it for the first time, I think it's probably best to get this out of the way up top. I didn't really like this one, you guys. You never no. gave it a number. Zero to ten. Probably like a two. Or That's a, my number. Yeah. Probably about a two. I don't know. I was gonna say three. I was thinking. About, <laughs> I was thinking about three, but then I, I couldn't figure out what the what the point would be for three. The tiger song. I really like the tiger. I both like song. the tiger song. Okay. I was singing that a lot this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It's a good one, and the tiger. The I guess it can get a, a point for its treatment of tigers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, I Two just meant the fact three. that Tiger is in the movie. When's the last time you saw that? Aladdin. The animated one, because I didn't see the live action one. Yeah, we've watched, we've watched some other movies that were like not really my thing, but I'd still call them like a six or seven out of ten. And I think the lowest you've given us is six, and I don't remember what it was for. You didn't like Pirates very much. Pirates was like okay. Juno, I felt, was just, like, kind of okay. But, yeah, they're both probably, like, sixes. But, yeah. But there are at least things that I can, like, appreciate what they're up to or have some amount of fun while Mm -hmm. I was watching them. Like, Pirates is fun. Yeah. Juno has some stuff going on. (laughs) It's a good plot summary. Plenty of stuff and things. It's It's got some stuff going for it. I didn't have fun watching this one. And I almost didn't watch it a second time. I watched, like... 
about half of it again, as I've done with the other ones, which I did for you, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I could have just not watched any of it at all, but I did because I felt obligated to, and then realized there were so many other things I could be doing with my life than watching The Hangover twice in one week. So, yeah. I don't know. How did how did you feel about seeing it again? It was both better and worse than I remember. Which doesn't Explain. make sense. Explain. I was expecting it to be just... Because I think I saw it... I don't think it was when it came out. I think it was a little bit after. I don't know. I was in high school. It was forever ago. And... I remember not really liking it then and I thought I'm only going to like it less now that I don't have high school sense of humor mm-hmm. and I still didn't like it but I don't think it was as bad as I was expecting but then also I still didn't like it so I'm like oh mostly because like all their jokes that were mean to people didn't seem like they needed to be in there. Like, on the one hand, it was good because I don't think they were, like, big jokes. They were more throwaway lines. Mm-hmm. But then that angered me more because they were throwaway lines and they didn't need to be in there. That's Could fair. have taken it out. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I would agree with that. I, I thought it was so much worse than I had ever remembered it being when I watched it. I was like, maybe there's been space. Like, maybe it'll be fine. Like, I don't think that I'll like it any more than I did back then, but... Mm. There's probably a gem or two that I forgot about. And, like, the Tiger Song is fun, but that I was... I forgot all about the Tiger Song. Then it came on and was like, yes. That was pretty much it. They just, like, the roofie and the date rape jokes. And yeah. they use they use the word retarded. And, like, yeah. that's not... That's just... That's not okay. And it no. wasn't okay back then, even. No. So I don't know how this movie rocketed up. To the, to the highlights of popularity that it did. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, obviously, spoilers, they were roofied. But you can you can just leave it at that. Like, it's a part of the movie. You don't have to make, like, the date rape jokes. But they do. They And, like, I just... I think that roofies have such a strong connotation to date rape on their own without making date rape jokes that yeah. they could have just gotten blitzed and not yeah. remembered that. Like, you don't need to justify them not remembering... Yeah. With accidental roofies. You could just, they had a wild night, and now they can't remember where they're at. Because I like the idea of the plot. I really like plots where you don't exactly know what happened the first half, and you have to, like, backtrack with the characters mm-hmm. to find out. I can't think of other examples, but I know that there are some. All I can think of is a Doctor Who episode. A Doctor Who episode? Me- uh, Memento. Memento is a little bit like that, I but, like, a little bit edgier. Yeah. But, like, I think it's a really good comedy script, you know? Yeah. Backtrack, try to find your missing friend. Yeah. I believe... I haven't seen Dude, Where's My Car, but... I haven't seen Dude, Where's My Car. I have not seen Dude, Where's yeah. My Car. But I, I understand that it's basically the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, the same sort of, you get really wasted and then something important is missing, which I think is probably a car in that <laughs> movie. <laughs> what makes you think that? Con- context clues, <laughs> but uh, not a person. But, not a person. Yeah. I, I, was, I was wondering if it was just like... 2009 isn't that long ago, Mm-mm. but, like, is it just badly dated? Was that stuff more, like, culturally acceptable and funny back then? I think that it was. I think it was more acceptable and funny, whereas now, 
hopefully it's just like mm, no poor taste guys i was also in high school at the time so like in high school people are idiots and yes. they don't yeah they aren't necessarily aware of broader cultural impact that kind of words even when adults try to tell them don't do that they're like mm-hmm. i'm gonna do it because i'm in high school and sure. i think that this joke is hilarious so i'm gonna i knew some jerks in high school so that's why i know the kind of person i also knew some jerks in high school like it just it just i can i can like see the kind of high schooler who thinks that they're more mature for liking those jokes you know for like knowing what roofies are maybe or for like I think they're laughing because they know they're, like, not supposed yeah, to be like that. Yeah, like that, that, So that's why I feel like I can't really make a judgment on whether they're more culturally present because I was around an age group that maybe isn't reflective of whether they were culturally present or not. Yeah. Yeah, the humor is sort of, like, isn't it funny that this is inappropriate? Or, like, yeah. you know, you're laughing at something that, I don't know, you know is wrong in some sense or, like makes you uncomfortable kind of which i think is like there's a lot of nudity in the movie mm-hmm. too like a lot of you see a lot of zach galifianakis you sure do. <laughs> um is which cool. is like you know i i guess the humor in it is like here's this guy's butt <laughs> that's that's a thing that you don't usually see it's just like, well. i feel kind of uncomfortable and that's funny it's so weirdly presented though yeah like other movies have pulled off the thing it's weirdly presented. it's yeah i don't yeah i, I just don't, don't get it it's not my thing not my not my brand of humor not mine either yeah especially like there's a lot of like slurs and stuff yeah, yeah. getting thrown around yeah wasn't into it no i think i guess like from the screenwriting perspective like the script also felt like really kind of screenwriting 101 it's like a very basic like quest plot like here's friends on an adventure to find the important thing in this case it's doug and like from the very beginning we sort of understand everything that's going to happen and the stakes and even like foreshadowing about everybody's lives that's fair like alan's first lines are telling doug like oh, it's okay if you go to Vegas without me because, like, he feels like he doesn't fit in mm-hmm. or, like, have anybody else in his life. And that's, like, the full extent of his character depth is, like, he's found his wolf pack or whatever. And Stu's first scene is with his mean girlfriend who doesn't approve of his friends. And then he's the one that winds up marrying a sweet escort who seems to actually appreciate him mm. or at least appreciate the fact that he's a dentist. Yeah. Which is, like, a running joke throughout. Yeah. Phil is just trash. Phil <laughs> just sucks. And his first scene is him stealing field trip money to go to Vegas. Yeah. Which is like a trash thing to do. The trash yeah. thing. I it's, don't know. I don't know. But it's not like a fun trash thing. Like, I feel like you can have a lovable con character. Like, we talk about Ocean's Eleven. Like, we're all on their side. I'm yeah. not on Phil's side. No. Yeah. When he's doing little cons like that. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. like, the kid goes up to him and is like, hey, and he's like, don't talk to me. I don't know you. It's the weekend. Like... I get it. You're about to go to Vegas with your friends, but you can just be like, wait till Monday. I don't know. It's just, yeah, Unnecessarily like, mean. I think all the time. Yeah. What bothers me the most about the script, too, is that like jokes like that could be good if they just softened them a little bit and didn't just go for the punchline is that like he doesn't want to talk to the kid. Mm-hmm. If it had been something like Phil for the last time, the homework doesn't need to be 10 pages. It just needs to be eight. Like, that would have communicated, 
he has listened to the child before. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just on his way out. Like something like that to soften it and make it still funny because he's like, stop bothering me. But not in a way that is so outrightly cruel yeah. as he is doing. And like the thing that bothers me the most about the script is the very, very beginning when they're calling the fiance. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, we fucked up. Because it's like so serious and just it feels so sad and heavy and weighty that I don't think it starts a comedy off on the right note. Mm. I think it would have been much funnier if they were like, how important is it to you if the groom is there today? Or something like that, that kind of just like was kind of a funny line about the wedding and puts things in that mood. Because I'm just thinking, how did you lose your best friend in Vegas the day before his wedding? Why are you all bleeding? Why are you in the desert? And it doesn't feel funny to me. It doesn't feel like, why are you all bleeding? Why are you in the desert? It just feels like, what is happening? Uh-huh. And I and I just feel like they had so many opportunities just to soften edges and then make good jokes, and they didn't do that. It's like the very beginning of Breaking Bad, where he's making the video in the in the trailer out mm-hmm. in the desert, and it's like, if you find it, like it's, it's like that serious kind yeah. of thing. like you know, I'm so sorry when you find this or whatever because he thought he was going to die in the in the right. meth lab or whatever. But Breaking Bad, you expect that kind exactly. of tone. Exactly, yeah, right. So I don't know what, like, The Hangover primes you from the beginning to laugh at something that is inherently bad and upsetting and cruel. Yeah. And I wonder, have you ever seen Everything is Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes. No. Do you think that's funny? Always Sunny Philadelphia. Always, yeah, whatever. It's tricky. <laughs> I don't like the show, and as a whole, I don't watch it, but I have seen bits of it, and there are bits that I find hilarious. Yeah. It's weird, because, like, there are also people I don't like. I think that was the thing that got me about, or, like, one of the things I had trouble with with the movie, is that I didn't like any of the people in it. Like, it was just, like, four guys that, if I knew them in real life, I would... I would not yeah. into any of them. Like even even Doug, who's not really a person, he's just sort of a plot point. Yeah, he seems like an okay guy. He but seems like, fine. He seems, like he's, he's fine. But his friends all suck, so he probably so like. Yeah. I don't know. It's very but, telling about his character. Yeah. Yeah. Doug seems like the kind of guy who isn't gonna start a fight, but isn't gonna stop it either, mm-hmm. or who like does nice things so you can't accuse him of being a mean person but doesn't go out of his way ever to do those nice things i'm trying to think of like a like a zinger i don't know it seems more like whenever he would talk to or about alan he never did anything mean he was never like rude but he also like he waited to make alan feel included until alan like expressed that he wasn't feeling included or when he did something that he he knew that his friends would see Alan as being like weird for doing which again it still is like nice he could have been a jerk and been like Alan get out of here I don't know but he doesn't seem like he tries to make him feel included until he has to he used pretty infantilizing language with him too the way that he talks to Alan is like hey buddy that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and I don't like Alan either so I don't particularly care except to point out that I just don't really like Doug except yeah. for the fact that he's Justin Martha who I like I do like Justin Martha yeah, yeah. hard to root for people hard to root movie. for pretty much anyone in the movie yeah it's weird though because like everybody in 
in Always Sunny is also like a terrible person. But I, there are parts of that show that I find really funny. Like the like the plot. The I don't know. It's a gif where he's got all the strings oh, on like the yeah. heist board. Love that. There's a there's like one where um, they're trying to make a dating profile, and it's it's the magnets gag. I love the magnets gag. Like, what should we put on your things? Like magnets. Like like as a hobby. Like, do you collect them? Do you make them? Just magnets. She'll know what I mean. Like, no one will know what you mean. <laughs> I just, I don't know, I really like that particular... It's like they're capable of writing good things that I think are funny, but then they go out of their way to make really questionable humor. Yeah. Or like Archer. Have you ever watched Archer? I like Archer. Yeah. I like Archer. But it's the same kind of... It's the same kind of thing. I think it might be, and I don't know how to express this without just like stumbling around a little bit, so... But I I think Archer and I think Always Sunny are smart shows that pretend to be dumb shows i think there's something really intelligent behind the humor even like like in the writing of the Mm -hmm. show i think there's something like really working at a higher level whereas i think the hangover is just a dumb movie like i don't think there's anything behind it and like i it's hard to it's hard to explain but like a lot of the jokes in archer feel like they're stupid but they come from they know that they're stupid yeah it's like maybe i haven't seen archer yeah i don't know they're they're like intentionally i don't know i'm trying to think of how to put it do you watch bob's burgers yeah the same sort of thing because i like bob's burgers i don't like gene i feel like the hangover is gene gene gets better in later seasons how much later like the last two because I was like, I made it to like season three or you four. You did not make it still the best of Gene. Like Gene. Yeah. It just seems like there are all these like genuinely like funny jokes. And then there's Gene, who's there just for like the dumb humor and like the bathroom humor. Mm-hmm. It seems like there are genuinely good, witty jokes. And then there's The Hangover, which just does things that are meant to be taboo for the sake of doing it. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's just no substance behind it mm-hmm. yeah and like I don't know I guess maybe that's what I'm trying to say is like it feels like there is substance behind like Archer and Always Sunny they know what they're doing is stupid mm-hmm. and that's part of what makes it funny whereas I think Hangover feels like they didn't realize they thought it was being right they funny. thought that they were being funny no, I'd agree with that because there is, like, I don't want to come across as, like, really highbrow. Like, this movie was not sophisticated enough for right, my right. tastes. But, like, even really stupid humor, like, slapstick is hilarious. I yeah. love a good slapstick. Love a good That's slapstick. just stupid humor that doesn't have any, like, highbrow meaning behind it. But it's not... I did get a chuckle when I accidentally hit the baby hit the baby's head with the, with the door. door. Yeah, that was funny. Slapstick. Yeah, some of the physical comedy was really funny. I think, I think the premise of a dentist, like pulling out his own tooth mm. to prove how good of a dentist he is as like a bet I think that's really funny <laughs> and like the fact that he just kind of that Ed Helms goes around the whole movie without a tooth mm. like kind of funny I got I got something out of that okay Hallie did not no, <laughs> no. Uh. I've gone on a tangent Hangover has no substance and you hate it Archer and somebody feel like they know what they're doing when they write yeah, it feels like they it came from smart people, 
and like even if the some of the jokes are stupid like they're mixed in with enough things that are really smart or like mm-hmm. really I don't know I feel the same way about South Park in that I feel the opposite in that I acknowledge <laughs> there's some really like smart humor that happens in South Park mm-hmm. but there it is but it is like 20% it. and then 80% is humor yeah. that I hate and can't stand yeah. so it I is not enough true to balance it for me where he's always sunny doesn't quite get there for me you guys gotta start referencing shows I watch I think my maybe part of it is you would really like the magnets gig I'm gonna link that to you okay. you would really like that one maybe part of it is that they Archer and always sunny like they know that their characters are bad people and that's part of it that might be and it and like Hangover, I don't think they real like there's no point of like self awareness where like Phil just sucks. Yeah. It's like we're supposed to be rooting for Phil. Right. And like for all of them, but it's they they're just oblivious to the fact that like they're not good people. Right. Like early on Phil says something about like, Oh yeah, I left my like life or my life, my wife and kid behind so I could like come on this trip. I thought he was joking at first because he seems so unlike the kind of person who would have a wife or a kid because he seems too mean for that Mm -hmm. that even though I've seen the movie I still was at the end when they showed his wife and kid I'm like oh oh that's true he has one because I just saw him as like and I know jerky people can still be married and be parents (laughs) but (laughs) I'm like oh he just because it seemed almost more of a joke because I'm like, you so clearly are not a nice person. It was such an aggressive joke that, like... Yeah, and then it's like, I hate my life. And I'm like, It felt very true, Jesus. though. Because his scene opened with stealing field trip money from children. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can him. buy that he is deeply dissatisfied with his life and lashing out in this way. Yeah. By being a douchebag. Yeah. But we're supposed to, like, as the audience, we're supposed to be like, yeah, these yeah. guys are out having fun and, like, and, I don't with know. the bros. I think there were about two scenes where I didn't mind Phil and I don't even remember what they are. Okay. And that's it. That's pretty much it. When they are um, trying to cut a deal with the police officers to, like, get back in town by Monday, mm-hmm. I'm like, I know that you guys have a wedding to get to, but I'm on the police officer's side. Like, you stole their cop car. <laughs> you can't just... You can't just smooth talk your way out of it. Like no. they had us like a mini speech about like you jackasses coming to Vegas and you're like we're gonna tear the town down. And it's like yeah. no, I I get it, police officers. I can see why you would hate yeah. exactly <laughs> these types of people, yes. and I'm on your side. Yeah. Yes. Feels. Feels just the worst of them. Like I know that they try to redeem him. At the end, when he sees his wife and son, and his son like falls asleep on him, and he's clearly happy to see them and be there, but like it's not, it's not enough. enough. Yeah. After an entire movie of him being Phil and not liking him, and keep making these comments about how he doesn't like his wife, there isn't even a moment, aside from when he sees them, where he's like, ah, yeah, no, but insert X good thing here where you can tell that he's not a terrible person. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. still am sort of like, he's just playing the role. Yeah. It's not genuine to me. Yeah. I wonder how much of it is like the target audience is somebody who has friends like some of these people. And like, you're supposed to be like, oh, Phil, he's just like, 
Bobby. <laughs> like, this classic like Bobby. Know. Yeah. And, like... Stu, that's a total Ryan. Like, you're just supposed to have, like, really bro-y friends. And, like... I will... Is that, well, is that the target audience for the movie? Is Maybe. Like... like you could imagine because one of the things that i i found in my research is that apparently vegas got a lot more tourism like there was a lot more of this sort of bros night out going to vegas lots of people going up to caesar's palace to the reception and being like is this the real caesar's palace I'm sure oh, the employees all loved yeah. that. I feel so bad yeah. for all of them. Yeah. Is this place beeper friendly or whatever? Whatever that line is from Alex. Pager friendly. Pager yeah. friendly, yeah. There's a lot of... They probably still get it, too. I'm that sure they do. makes so much sense to me, and I'm just so disheartened knowing that. Yeah. And it's like... people. Yeah. Is that the sort of... Like, the person that would go up to somebody at Caesar's Palace and repeat a line from The Hangover, like... Who is that person? <laughs> I, I, I do feel like this movie was marketed to men far more than to women. That makes sense. Men are typically, you know, bros night out, that kind of yeah. a thing. Or like when um, the when Stu's girlfriend at the beginning mm-hmm. says something about his questionable friends and he says something about the bachelor party and he's like that's what guys do maybe that's at the end I don't know at one point he says that's what guys do in reference to the bachelor party and that just feels like the movie invalidating women's opinions specifically because that particular female character is so shrewish Mm -hmm. I'm doing air quotes listeners because shrew is a sexist term but they make her a shrew and I guess she is genuinely like emotionally abusive and manipulative and controlling it's hard and that's because, unfortunate because men can be the victim in relationships like that yeah, and then, but it's hard because she's making I think fair points in the beginning she's being she's mean just about mean it because about she's about a it. mean yeah. person but she's not, she's not making bad points but I think that it's coming from a character who we're not supposed to like and so we're like oh she's so uptight and, and it's like no and then they call to explain to the fiance, like, we're going to stay another day in Vegas. Nothing's wrong. We just got copped into the night. She's like, are you sure? Because the wedding's tomorrow. Like, it, it just feels a lot of times like women are put in the, like, the female characters are all put in the position of being wrong or needing to be understanding for the men's behavior. Yeah. Because I don't think they ever, like... Or, like, sex symbols. Yeah. 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 Like, a stripper who was a lovely... She, no, she was great. She was, but the, I don't know. She, but like they made a joke out of her breastfeeding. Yeah, because you could see her boobs. Yeah, and like because she's clearly an attractive female, and lol. But like she was chill, you know. She yeah. helped them out. She wasn't like at I the end. Her. She was like, "Stu, I get it. We did a Vegas wedding. Yeah, we don't have to." She helped them out in their little getting money at the casino. Yeah, like I liked her. And she pulled her part off well. They didn't, at least they didn't, like, try to make her seem like she was a ditz, you know? No. Like, she... The, only, the closest thing they had was when she didn't know where her child was, and she was calling all these different people. Yeah. And I'm like, but you weren't drugged. And you, you left, left your the child, child in a, in a closet. Yeah. Like, what? But, like, like that's the worst though but I don't know I feel I mean, like they still make a joke of like she's a stripper exactly oh, yeah wow. the biggest joke at her expense is that she's a yeah 
you said it. So it, it's it's the target audience is definitely men who maybe haven't gotten out of the I'm gonna go drink all night and party phase. Yeah. Not that like if you want to go drink and party, it's necessarily a bad thing, but like mm-hmm. the specific type of man who thinks it's his right instead of just a fun thing he can do. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, that was never. I didn't. I didn't have my first drink until I was twenty-eight. <laughs> wow. I never. I never had that sort of impulse to uh, no. get real trashed and. And I mean, I mean, I feel like people have nights where they're like, "I want to get wasted and have mm-hmm. one of those classic wasted nights." And the movie would have been fine if it was just a classic wasted night. Like, I would have yeah. begrudged. None that's, of the characters they were better than in Vegas. It's it's at fun. Casinos. If that's your scene, keep getting a lot of drinks, have fun. Then do it. But I feel like it's possible for that to be your scene and not to be a complete jackass. Yeah. Right. Or make me hate you for it. Right. Yeah. So, what is it that you look for in a comedy? We've had this conversation before. We have. Where we just don't. My thing is when people use sex and drugs as a crutch. Or I don't think they realize that it's a crutch. To me, it seems like a crutch, though, because you don't need to reference those things for it to be funny. You can just be witty and have good humor and make jokes about other things, and so many people do use sex and drugs as ways to make jokes. Like, they use it as the punchline, not yeah. just, like, this person drank, so they're more likely to do silly things. Yeah. It's like, this person drank, ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Yeah. And this movie... It's just that. Yeah. yeah, it's just that. And so, and again, it, you can have it done in a funny way. I think there was some movie I saw where I'm like, you know, normally that kind of joke is not my thing, but you did it well. But I don't remember what it was, but... Like an extra punchline to it, or it led up to something. Like, yeah. And it... I don't... This was like, she's a stripper. Oh. Yeah. Roofies. They do it because yeah. they think it's inherently funny and it's going to get a laugh out of people, yeah. not yeah. because it's genuinely funny or good. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't... Maybe what I was trying to say before is that the movie doesn't feel like it puts in the work for comedy. Yeah, it just sort that's of reasonable. Like, yeah, it just sort of like assumes that people are going to find these things funny and presents them to you as... For if, you to laugh at. Yes, like here's this, here's this thing... Now laugh at it, and like yeah. it doesn't put in any of the, like the the brains behind it. In as I was talking about Archer or whatever, mm-hmm. like it feels like when it presents a stupid joke, like you're sort of laughing with them. Like the show acknowledges that it's stupid. Right. Like this is a dumb thing, but you're gonna find it funny. Right. And it's like you're right. <laughs> that's really that's, dumb. That's, but here I am <laughs> laughing. Yeah. Um, where this is just like presenting that dumb thing as if it is funny and it's just it's just not it's just not it's just not and I think a lot of comedy relies too on characters and this is just repeating basically what we've already said but like your character doesn't even necessarily need to be a good person but they need to have something redeemable redeemable about them like them at least a little bit so that you at least have fun watching them do things. I don't have fun watching any of these characters do mm. their do their plot yeah. stuff. Like, and I think 
so much of humor that is character based is really strong humor like mm-hmm. like I listened to Legally Blonde episode yesterday so it's fresh but when we talked about how the joke with Elle and getting in Warner's car because she doesn't want her shoes to break isn't like women in their shoes it's oh that's an Elle thing that's funny because mm-hmm. Elle cares about her shoes and doesn't want them to get broken yes. right. character based humor is really important to me in comedies mm-hmm. like that yeah. All their character-based humor here is just... Alan's weird. Alan's weird. Stu thinks he's a Stu, doctor, yeah, but Stu he's really he's a just a yeah. dentist. <laughs> Where's Doug? And yeah. Phil thinking that he can handle everything. Yeah. So I guess I have said and more what I don't like in yeah. comedy. You've said nothing you do like. In, in those things, though, there could have been, like... I think character arcs really help with comedy as well because it not that comedy has to be like meaningful or have a moral lesson but I think that comedy and genuine emotion just go together so well that it really helps make the comedy feel truer like if Phil's thing was he thinks he can do everything and then there's a moment where he realizes he can't and I guess you could argue that him calling Doug's fiance is finally that moment but even then he doesn't feel like he's having a breakthrough or anything if he had a breakthrough on the trip that was like oh my god I can't take care of everything, and that's okay. I don't need to. That'd be fine. If Stu maybe realized he was in, like, a manipulative, emotionally abusive relationship, and he does at the end because he breaks up with her, but, like, it's not until he's drinking more and then in the moment that that breakthrough happens, and if that happened in the thick of the plot with his friends connected to the whole hangover incident, that would be stronger. Um, Alan kind of has the wolf pack, like... But even that... It feels like they they get they get not they have, close but they head in the right direction and then they chicken out. It still seems like they just have a shared adventure. Yeah. Not that they're necessarily genuinely like Alan. You know, thought you were kind of weird, but you're an A plus guy. Yeah. Despite all of the horribleness that was this weekend, I had fun. Like it wasn't that sort of acceptance. There are a couple times where they're like, oh, you're smart, or oh, you're funny, but that just seems like they had underestimated him beforehand, and then they're like, oh, you actually do have good qualities. I don't know. Yeah. It didn't or like, seem, it, it could have gotten there, and it didn't quite. A lot of the character-based humor seemed kind of mean to, like, Alan wears, like, what, the wolf t-shirt Yeah. to, like, downstairs to the casino, and Phil is like, is that seriously what you're wearing? Like, that joke could have been funny, maybe, with, like, some other character. Like, if they were like, I- I've never been to Vegas. I don't know what to wear. Is this right. suit too much? Should I go with, like, shorts? Like, no, don't wear shorts. Like, they could make it. Had- Al- Alan-, <laughs> Alan had walked in and seen that they were all wearing suits and then was like, perhaps my wolf shirt was not the right idea. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Like, that- I, think, I think that joke... I think it was less the shirt than it was he was wearing the satchel and he was like you're not seriously wearing that man purse well at first when he walked in they mentioned the outfit and then at the mm -hmm. elevator they mentioned the satchel but like that kind of character based humor is I think what makes comedies really strong when a character does something that's so like that's so character but this movie either all the character based jokes felt really cruel or like they didn't matter at all yeah I think it's because there's not a lot to any of the characters. Yeah, because you can sort of summarize each of them 
almost like I did at the very beginning. Like, yeah. Bill is just kind of a dirtbag. That's all you really Steve, need to know Steve's about Steve's a dentist. Steve's a, Steve's a dentist. He's got... He, he's sort of self-conscious about that. <laughs> and I don't know. Doug matters so little that, like, the first time we see him is he's not even there. <laughs> like, Phil is just calling and saying that Doug's missing. Like, <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's, That's his whole contribution to the to the plot. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's there only to be taken away. Right. Is there anything else that you like? What are some of your favorite comedies, I guess? Like, things that you feel like really get it right? You've seen The Emperor's New Groove? I haven't. That's going on the list. We should put Emperor's New Groove on the list. We should put that one on the list. I think there's so okay. many good lines. God, that movie has a strong enough foothold... <laughs> The movie has a very strong foothold, specifically in millennial culture. Yes. I think we could count it as popular it's enough. Like, it's very, it's, it's a good one. It's just, okay. it's very good. Um, I liked Bridesmaids much more than I thought I would, because okay. when I went to go see that with friends, I did not want to go see it. And the thing is, they always wanted to go see comedies that I did not want to go see at all. They dragged me to Step to Step Brothers, and I didn't like it. Yeah. And so, Bridesmaids. We had to go. I didn't want to be a stick in the mud, so I was like, "Fine, I'll go see the movie." And then I was already mad because we had picked one time, and then one friend said that she couldn't go until later, and so we moved it, and then she didn't show up. And she probably had something or just forgot I don't know but I was like I already didn't want to see this and then they made me reschedule and then you're not even here so it's probably because I went in with the bar lower Mm -hmm. but I just thought they had like the good character based jokes and they had some genuinely like funny lines but they didn't do the thing where they used like sex and drugs just as a crutch Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that movie since it came out so I can't really I don't remember a lot of it. I liked it more than I thought. Who's, I don't know if I would still think it's Is that Tina Fey? Is she? No. Kristen Wiig. Okay. Yeah, Kristen I Wig. knew it was one of the uh, Rose Byrne. Mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy? She's an actor. Melissa McCarthy, but she's not who I'm thinking of. Maya Rudolph. I always confuse Maya Rudolph and... Oh, God. This is what happens. I remember one name and not the other. Rashida Jones. They are not similar names at all. They're very different actresses. They are. But somehow I get their names mixed up a lot. But Maya Rudolph. I, I do know that I liked Bridesmaids a lot more than, ha- than The Hangover. Yes. I'm sure that still stands to this day, even though I haven't rewatched Bridesmaids. And as Bridesmaids was marketed as The Hangover for women. Yeah. Okay. It was almost like a direct response to The Hangover, yeah. I feel like. And it was nice, too, because so many comedy movies, I think, that I had been dragged to or had seen were all so male-centric that it was so nice to see a female one. Like, I had been brought to Step Brothers and actually somewhat enjoyed Blades of Glory. But Blades of Glory, like, I didn't watch that many comedies, but they were all male comedies, and I didn't like them. I mean, it was nice, but it also felt like a breadcrumb being thrown our way. Especially because it didn't Would you get have preferred no female movie. Well, no, but it felt like it didn't get nearly the same amount of press coverage as The Hangover it's did. Because people suck. Media sucks. Yeah. Patriarchy sucks. Yeah. I'm just saying that 
I think The Hangover is worse and by far got the better end of the deal than Bridesmaids. Yeah, but I wouldn't say Bridesmaids was like a breadcrumb being thrown. Women are always treated more horribly. Like, this is not good. But I feel like, and same thing with action movies. They can make a genuinely good female-led action movie. It still is not going to get the same I mean, no, it's amount just, of credit. And I, I don't it's count true that for... as a breadcrumb being thrown. Like, this was a good comedy that people should have paid more attention to. And it should have gotten better recognition, even with all the big stars that it had. I think it was actually pretty popular. Again, not Hangover popular. It does not have two other movies. But I don't think it was a breadcrumb. I guess it's fair enough. I know. I'm right. What are some other movies that you enjoy? Have you ever seen Noises Off? No. Okay, it's a movie that you may have seen. I felt relatively confident. It's from... God, it's... Is it old? It's old. I mean, it's not like super old. Like, I don't want to say it's old and find out it's from 1996. But it might be one of those movies that feels old but isn't really that old. What's it called? It's a Noise is Off. It's an adaptation of a play. Noise is? Heard, noise is. I've heard like, of noise. Okay. I couldn't tell if it was noise, space, is, or noises. Plural noises. of singular noise. That one. Off. It's got um, Michael Caine in it. And it's like... I've heard of the play. Okay. But I don't I don't actually know anything about it. The it's about um a director trying to like just get his play, which is called you Noises told me Off. Because I, I love it so much. They're <laughs> trying to get it up. So like the first scene you see is a rehearsal where everybody gets everything wrong and they show that scene how it's supposed to happen. And then the second one is a show that goes pretty wrong because of turmoil within the cast that they set up during that first rehearsal and then the third one is just like the worst show they've ever put on and it's just really funny because the first is the rehearsal where you see both sides of the backstage and the front stage because it's a closed off thing and Michael Caine is walking back and forth and then the next two are almost entirely backstage so all the dialogue that they speak while the dialogue of the play is going on is either hushed whispers and just like frantic frantic whispers like why is and stuff like that or it's completely silent physical humor that I just really enjoy at one point a character just picks up an axe and is about to like hit something with it and a character notices at the last second and like grabs their arm from the back and it's like really impeccably timed you could tell they really had to rehearse the hell out of every day to get all the timing right because there's the whole separate play that's going on as well that they're trying to get their timings for and so much of the physical humor in the play interfaces with the actual script. It's clever and I just think it's really, really funny. The play is from 82, the movie is from 92. Okay, so I was not that far off. Older than me. I like that one a lot. Okay. What about you, Kristen? Comedy, go. I don't think I watch that many comedies specifically <laughs> because I usually am like, mmm, yeah. doesn't look that good. Or I feel like I can tell that all the funny parts are going to be in the trailer and so I see that and I'm like well that's all I want to see that's fair I don't usually watch comedies either I don't think I don't know I think the like I really like Airplane have you seen Airplane? I haven't seen Airplane but that's the same guy who's in um, Naked Gun right? yes love Naked Gun think that is some top notch humor so I think I would really like Airplane there's also a show that was very short lived called Police Squad okay the first episode which is 
the funniest thing I've ever seen. Okay. It's just, it's so good. Yeah, but it's it's Liam, Liam Neeson and... Is that? No, Leslie, ne- Leslie Nielsen? Leslie Nielsen, I think yeah. is his name. Yeah. Liam Neeson is somebody else. Liam Neeson is an action star. <laughs> but I was just going to let you keep going and let that mistake have been made. Yeah, Le- Leslie Nielsen. Mm-hmm. And then the, the same writers as, as Airplane, yeah. Um, I like comedy TV shows. That's what I come up with. Because I like The Good Place. I like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I like Parks and Rec. I like Bob's Burgers. I don't... The only comedy movie I can think of that I remember liking is Bridesmaids. Okay. I like romantic comedies, but that is not the same thing. But yeah, I'm more of a comedy TV show. That's fair. What um what draws you to the comedy TV shows that you enjoy? I was gonna say they're funny, <laughs> <laughs> which is true. But again, good characters. I love Parks and Rec because I love Leslie and Ben, and Leslie and Ben together, among other characters on the show. Um, like it's just they've got really good characters and they know how to work them all together in just funny scenarios. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. You like Clue? Mm-hmm. We've talked I about do Clue. like Clue. I think I probably, if anything, like things that are a bit more dark humor. That's fair. Not necessarily like bad. Not stuff, more. Not but like, humor. Just like dark. Like my parents, I've never seen all of Shaun of the Dead. But mm-hmm. my parents really like Shaun of the Dead, and they had it on one day, and I just was thoroughly entertained by, like, you know, in action movies when there's, a, or I guess, other suspenseful zombie end-of-the-world type mm-hmm. things, where they do a lot of, like, three quick, like, cutscenes or whatever, and it's supposed to be, like, boom, 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 and it, like, builds suspense and leads up to something scary is going to happen. They do that, but with him, like buttering his toast and so it just like pops out of the toaster sets it on the plate jam is on it and I was just so thoroughly entertained by it and it kept happening oh I like Zombieland okay is Zombieland on our list I think I've seen Zombieland well then it's not on our list <laughs> it's with um what's his face the, the guy the guy the guy with the name Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah is not in Zombieland. Yes, he is. Who am I thinking of? No. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, Did you know I've seen Woody Land. Harrelson is a raw food vegan? I didn't. That's actually surprising. Isn't it? He doesn't. He seems like a bur- beef jerky kind of guy. Burp jerky. Burp jerky. Burp jerky. Those mammals. Yeah. I like that one. I really like that Woody Harrelson's just trying to find his Twinkies. Yeah. This is like one silly one thing. Silly motives are, yeah. are, are like a huge dumb draw things for me. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? The producers love the producers. That's what you were telling me about, yes. not the other one. The producers. It's another show comedy, I guess. That's why they were confused. But I, I really love the producers' movie with Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick. I feel like I've seen at least most of that. You should see all of it. <laughs> I might have seen all of it. I love it. It's been a long very time. Much. It's been a long time, but that sounds very familiar. And I know I've seen the producers, like, at some point. Anyway, the producers was 
Shaun of the Dead, is that Edgar Wright, the director? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I saw a video once about Edgar Wright and how good he is at visual humor. Mm-hmm. Like, the toast thing you yeah. were describing. Yeah. Someone, like, took his movies. I think the user was called Every Frame of Painting. Just, like, <laughs> toast. How good he is at having someone just barely be in a shot or doing, like, pans to where someone is suddenly in the shot. Yeah. And he's just really good at cinematic visual humor. Yeah. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead is really good. I'm, I'm that a fan of that one. Yeah, you should see should. all of it. It seems like something I would enjoy. Yeah, it's good. There's also um, they also did like Hot Fuzz, which is like I've heard of it. A police comedy. It's the same. It's the same sort of humor. They they do a lot of things where like they set up a joke really early and mm-hmm. then it comes back and you're like, oh, I remember that. Like okay. I totally forgot that that was a thing, but like, you know. A really good. Whereas in The Hangover, <laughs> which is what we <laughs> no, were talking, talking about, about before, is like all of their jokes, all of their setups are like really obvious. Yeah, like the a, one setup I think that was not immediately obvious, at least to me, was just the whole mattress on the roof thing. They were just mm-hmm. like, wow, Vegas, crazy. Right, and then they went back to that. Plot point is not a good plot point. Yeah. I have I have beef with it. I don't like it. The tooth thing I think is a good payoff. I'm going to go back. I'm going to defend. <laughs> You're very into the I'm tooth. Defend the tooth again. I, like, I think it's a Are good. Are you gonna pair. share your fun fact? Did you already share it on the I don't last think episode? I did. Actually, I learned that Ed Helms, he didn't actually ever grow in that tooth as an adult, and as a so as a teenager he got a dental implant, which they just removed for the movie. So whenever you see him without his tooth, it's actually a missing tooth. There you go. Fun. There you go. Fun. I get my point back. Okay. <laughs> he didn't lose it. How he doesn't have that yeah, power. I do. Yeah, but I think that I think it's a good payoff because like it ties in a lot of different threads, like his sort of you know self consciousness about being a dentist and everyone makes fun of him. Mm-hmm. The fact that like it winds up in Alan's pocket because Alan's the one that had bet him he couldn't do mm-hmm. it or whatever. Like there's a lot of threads that all kind of come together with him yanking his own tooth out which is like like normally you think like you lose a tooth like you must have been in a fight or like you you know like the fact that he did it himself i think is really like it works for me i will give it for me that's one of like the only surprising conclusions yeah like you got married in vegas Ooh, never heard that joke before the other things are like you know the car is really important to Sid. I hope nothing bad ever happens to the right, car. Right, like, oh, what's going to happen? Yeah. Or, like, when was... Alan, Alan's, like, reading the Blackjack book mm-hmm. throughout a lot of the movie, mm-hmm. or, like, at the gas station, and then he uses his magic Blackjack powers to win them a bunch of money at the end. Like, there are a lot of things that, like, you know, you see the setup from a mile away, and then it's exactly the payoff that you mm-hmm. thought it was going to be. Yeah. I did like that... Doug had the eighty thousand in chips they supposedly won to begin with. Mm-hmm. Just like I found, I found these in my pocket. Yeah, that like that's enjoyable. Yeah, I think finding random things in pockets is funny. I've decided I don't like that he was the one who pulled his own tooth <laughs> <laughs> because I want it to be something like better. <laughs> no, it just seems what like it could possibly be better. I don't know. It just seems like yeah, you know how to pull a tooth out. Cool. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what would be better. But they said that he pulled it out, and I was just like, 
Okay. I am with you in that I don't really like the joke, but I acknowledge it's the closest the movie gets to, like, giving us a joke. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I just don't like teeth humor, though. Okay. It's... I know it's really I don't think that's a thing, thing that anyone has ever it, said. It is I just don't like not, teeth humor. I don't know. I just don't like it. Define teeth humor. Like, what's another humor? example of teeth humor? <laughs> like, I don't know. What? Any movie like or teeth. So, like, in like, Parks and Rec, when Ron pretends to pull out his own teeth, was that bad teeth humor? It wasn't bad. I just wasn't here for it. It wasn't bad teeth humor. What? Do you know what time you go to the dentist? 2.30? Yeah. <laughs> the light died in your eyes when I told you the punchline. I'm a little though, bit sorry that I ruined it. Even though I've heard the punchline so many times, I was like... Whatever time the appointment is for, <laughs> and then maybe 15 minutes early if you're a new person and you've updated your insurance. Yeah. Adulthood. Yeah. Not as, not as good of a punchline. Not as good of a punchline. Um, I think it's funny. <laughs> you can have your teeth humor. Okay. And we'll sit here and not like that joke. Fair. Even Phil's toast on the roof is to a night we will never forget. Ha ha! Ha ha! Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like there was not a lot of effort put into the movie. No. Yeah. Not a lot. Yeah. The Hangover. (laughs) The Hangover. A glowing (laughs) review. So we decided we're doing something different for episode 10, and hopefully going forward where we decided ahead of time what movie we were going to watch we do this last episode? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 9 and going forward. Yeah. But we decided ahead of time that we're going to be watching National Treasure next. It has Justin Bartha, who was in this movie. And then we realized that we never put it on the list for some reason. Yeah, it wasn't on the list. It was, we, for some reason we got to talking about it after we watched... It was put on the list and expedited to yes, top yes. immediately. Yeah. yeah, for some for some reason, maybe we were talking about Nicolas Cage. Because I, I think we were talking about watched... Justin Bartha. Justin Bartha, because okay. he's in both both movies. Okay, because I just watched Face Off again the other day. I have heard movie. things about Face Off. It's wild. Okay. It's um, yeah, it's one of the more Nicolas Cage Nicolas Cage movies that's, that's how it was put to me yeah. when it was described to me it's great but do you know the premise of Face Off? I do but I, I it has something to do with putting on a different person's face to like pretend to be dead <laughs> <Yeah>. or something <laughs> there's um so John Travolta is oh, an like FBI he's an FBI agent it's okay you don't have to <laughs> he's an FBI agent going after terrorist Nicolas Cage who murdered his son accidentally. They have history. And Nicolas Cage also has his brother who, like, is an expert bomb designer or whatever. So there's a big confrontation. There's, like, a chasing the plane down a runway. It's, like, a big, messy thing. Um, Nicolas Cage winds up in a coma, but his brother thinks he's dead. So John Travolta, through some... For some reason, like, it's, like, a very straightforward, like... FBI chasing the terrorist movie and then it takes this wild turn that's like by the way we have this procedure we've been working on where we can remove somebody's face 
and graft it onto your head. <laughs> Should you desire. Also this. put a microchip in your throat to make you sound exactly like this other person. We're going to do that for you so you can pretend to be Nicolas Cage and talk to his brother and find out where the bomb is. And then it's like, oh, this weird surgery scene where they, like, laser his face off and, like, put it up. It, like, takes a real weird turn. Um, and the movie just rolls with it. I like that it just rolls with it. Yeah, it's just... I don't know how I feel about a face swap. Oh, it's, it's, real, it's real weird. Anyway, I thought maybe because Nicolas Cage may be a national treasure. Nobody will tell me. I thought he was, but everybody's just staring at me very Justin blankly. Bartha's in it. Justin yeah, Bartha's in is. it. I had no idea. Anyways, so National Treasure, this is my plot summary for next time. A renegade historian stumbles upon the greatest conspiracy of all time, the Illuminati infiltration of the American colonies. His colleagues think he's crazy, but he's discovered indisputable evidence that their shadowy cabal controls the government to this day, and there's only one way to prove it, by stealing the Declaration of Independence, I hope this is this movie, <laughs> which contains a blueprint of their master plan. But the Illuminati, who keep up with all their latest academic journals, discover he's onto them and send their assassins to keep him from restoring the nation's biggest treasure, our freedom. It's Ocean's Eleven meets Indiana Jones with a healthy dose of Nicolas Cage crazy, and it's the movie we're watching next week. There we go. I like it. That's definitively what National Treasure is about. Definitively. This moment. Just update. Just just update the Wikipedia page. Yeah. I actually, I really do know nothing about National Treasure. <laughs> I'm so baffled, hope, but pleased. It's... I, hope, I hope that that came even slightly close to it. I, all, I, all I remember is I've seen a commercial for it probably when it was in theaters, and it has the little, like, I am the pyramid thing in the logo, I think. So I was like, okay. maybe there's something there. Some Illuminati. Yeah. A healthy oh. dose of Illuminati. A healthy dose. There may be. A nice um, dollop. All right. So that'll be next week. Thank you for listening to Catching Up David. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.